You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Welcome back once again. It's Kapow, the pop cultured podcast. We're talking TV tonight. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. I mentioned last episode I I turned the big 5-0. One of the things I got for my birthday was I got the needle put to me. Got my third booster or my third shot, my booster third shot. Booster. Third, Third booster. booster. I am I am all hepped up. I've been running around the house. <laughs> I flew here. You're like the three stooges like going in a circle yeah. on the <laughs> Yeah. On the floor. Yeah. But I I also got the needle put to me. I went on a secret super secret adventure to the slums of Columbus and got a tattoo. Oh. Remember that day that I, <laughs> that I sent you guys cryptic pictures and yeah, I knew I was missing something, but yeah, yeah. What I, 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 I've always wanted to get a tattoo. I was like, you know, I'm running out. Of time. Chief Wahoo's not going to be around forever. That's right. right. I was like, right. what mistake could I make here? Like, I, 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 I very easily could have, like I've said before, for have been living the last twenty years with a Wahoo on my arm. Could have easily happened. <laughs> I don't know how what I would have done about that. I'm glad I I like the timeline that I didn't do that. Yeah. But anyway, I uh, kind of planned. I was like, "What could I get?" Because I didn't want to make that mistake. That's why I think that's why I've never got one. It's like, how can I regret this later? Well, there's not that much later left. First off, that's <laughs> <laughs> like what what happened and then i finally thought like i don't i i think i've found something that i can't screw this up it's got to be the kapow logo it's got to yes. be hey you yeah you know me uh, <laughs> it's a big i got a a, a k and and a p on each ass cheek <laughs> and a p in the front but you knew that uh i Anyway, I planned out what I was going to get, emailed and called back and forth with my parent and that I was supposed to have to wait till this month to get it. And, it, you know, cause it's like, you can't get in anywhere. Yeah. And then was it somebody you knew or some specific, there's a reason you had to go to that specific picture. I just wanted, I didn't want a Marietta tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. I haven't yeah. researched the subject, but. <laughs> and, but I'm not against it, but I was just like, ah, first one, let's get the hell out of here. So <laughs> I, uh, anyway, I, I had it all lined up and then they called me and left a message. I was like, oh no, they're going to can't, I'm going to have to push this off again. It was an annoying and, and which that's what happened. The guy that I'd made the appointment with, this was a pretty big place. I had a, you know, it's got 
tons of people working there and stuff. So I, you know, I kind of picked out the guy I wanted to do it and he needed to move. He had some, I know things come up, but anyway, it's going to have to push it back a week. And I was like, man, I took that day off, you know, and they were like, Oh, they kind of felt bad. Well, then they wanted to know every day I had off and then called me back. Like, how about tomorrow? I was like, well, that's a lot different from a month from now. You yeah. know, I'm not going to have to think about it for a month and, you know, no backing down now. Of course, like the next day was Dragon Age Day. I'm like, I'm going to play Dragon Age today. I, I got to drive to Columbus and back. Like, but I did it. I went up there that morning and I uh, said, I sent you guys a picture of some, you know, I was in the, I was in the city. <laughs> I always feel like I'm a, that's right. I think the people you did, I, you did yeah. mention something about going to Columbus in the morning, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I wasn't even going to ask because I knew, uh, you know, you would have a reveal at some point. Yeah. I said, I sent, a, I sent a video at one point while I was getting it of me staring at the floor and you can hear Russian death metal playing, <laughs> which was what played for two and a half hours. Wow. It was pretty good. I kind of grew on me after two and a half hours. It was like, here. okay, here's what it's like to get a tattoo, in case you didn't know. So first off, I go in there, and and the guy was like, okay, this what is this what you were looking for? It was like, he had like sketched up what I wanted, and he's like, you like this one or this one better? I was like, give me the big one. <laughs> bigger the better let's do it he's like okay he's crumbled up the other one threw it away and then he's like it won't hurt too bad i was like i was like you know honestly i didn't really, really thought about that <laughs> uh, i was like of course you know it's gonna hurt you know at some but i think we all know what we expect it to feel like you know painful but not you know people do it yeah, you know? yeah. so it's gonna be painful but whatever he's like it's really more annoying than anything i was like okay I wasn't worried about pain, you know. I knew it would hurt, but who cares? But uh, so we get down there. We go in a basement, his room, do it. And it's just like, and first off, of course, where I, I get it, I, I have to lay on my stomach the whole time. Like I said, both ass cheeks. And I'm uh, laying there awkwardly for three hours. And he turns on the Russian death metal on a loop. <laughs> But really, you want him, his comfort is more important than yours. Right, Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, you want him to be at ease. Yeah. Honestly, like, like I said, it was, I didn't mind it. It was just funny. It was like this, it was an interesting experience. But he goes, okay, I'm just going to make a dot. And he's like, the obviously, he does this. Yeah. All, he's like, I'm going to make a dot. You tell me whether you can live with that or whatever, that, how that feels. It was like nothing. It was like, it was ex what you thought. It was. I was like, yeah, I got it. Very like, yeah, <laughs> like, for like, oh, I'm fine. Well, I'll tell you, for the first hour, it was a long time. First, for the first hour, it was exactly what I thought it was going to feel like. But then it hurt. It hurt, but it will. But it. Who who cares? You're fine. For the next two hours, he could have. What I was like, what, what information are you looking for, sir? <laughs> I will tell you anything. You can stop at any time, halfway through. I don't care. The it, uh, I, not really, but 
but really like i was like wow this is excruciatingly <laughs> painful like it was kind of amazing how much it hurt i was surprised um but you know as soon as you're done you kind of forget that and you do i'd do it again but i was i was like this is crazy how much it hurt anyway is any guesses what i would get because there's trying... only there we only we have a small window here yeah. before it's before you know yeah. so i'm kind of curious i, I was trying to remember about. back to that episode and that conversation exactly what because i remember the what wahoo talk what conversation we, we talk about tattoos or something yeah we, we a, yeah you that. know me it was a what tattoo would you oh get? yeah yeah, I vaguely remember that. I I definitely had not decided at the time what I was going to get. I don't think so. I don't, okay. I don't remember. Maybe I did say what I was going to get. I don't know. So it could have been a big one or, or a little one. Uh, I, I mean, I don't see anything pop culture wise. No, because that, I mean, it would have to be something that really has. It was an Aaron Rodgers you got that Odell Beckham right there on that yeah, shoulder, didn't yeah, you? Thirteen. <laughs> I, 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 mm, mm. I feel like it could be something D and D or Dragon Age. It could be something. Yeah, I, I could see a symbol or script of some sort, like yeah, meaningful to a character. You, but then, like you say, some or... like if you told me it was like Boba Fett, I would believe you. Like, hey, he got a Boba Fett <laughs> tattoo. Uh, um, I'll put you out, out of your misery because you guys are you guys are right on it here. I uh, I Nick, I told Nick I was going to get a, that I made the appointment and it was going to be in like three weeks. He uh, he's like he made some guess and it was like a terrible guess. I was like he. he I was like, you're not even close. He goes, well, I'll guess one guess every day. The next day, he said, <laughs> he immediately had zeroed in on it, just like you did. He, yeah. he said, it's something Dragon Age. I was like, yeah. So I was like, what can I get that can't be ruined by anything? Nobody can go do something and ruin it. Mm -hmm. And so we did. It's Clattenburg. It's, it's the only Clint person you can depend on. I got, I got Jesse's face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I got, I, used a original character from our campaign uh that you know can't be ruined only by us and if we ruin this this it, it'll nobody never will ever know yeah nobody will ever know but it was a the shield of a npc non-player character a character that i've you know created and voiced in the thing he he died in jesse's first session a few years ago he and uh he had a shield and so i like designed the shield and just got the shield mm -hmm. and 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 the last thing they heard him say put on the shield so i'll tell you quickly give you a, a background of this character he went he went around on some adventures with them but he he was a dwarf that belonged to the legion of the dead and the story with them is they are like just just like shunned from their families they were never had never lived up to their potential and so the only way they could get any credibility were was to join the legion of the dead and they would go fight these monsters and they and they were doomed to die defending their people and so they would they have their funerals before they even leave because they're definitely going to die 
And this character eventually fulfilled that so that the guys playing the game could get away. So this character and some other NPCs went in, they were fighting and they came back out for a second and then they went in for this last push and they died. But right before they went in, he, he, he was like driving, leading the drive. And he said, dead men catch your breath. And then they ran back in and all died. So that's what I got. I got the shield with that on it. Oh, wow. Wow. I can turn it here. It says Legion of the Dead. It has the mm-hmm. dwarf face and it says Dead Men Catch Your Breath. So it's exclusive to our campaign. And so I never have to worry about it being ruined. So, And if you hold a candle up to it, yeah. a secret code will come out. Yeah. Oh, you could, that's, I play the long game. <clears throat> yep. Uh, you have to exhume my body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have that would have been the other thing I would have guessed is maybe a like a Captain America shield um, by chance, but that'd have been so basic. I yeah, I I set was thinking like yeah, if I'd have got a tattoo twenty years ago, it would have been mm-hmm. a Cleveland Indians, or I one time the thing that I almost got was either a Cap shield or an Avengers A, mm-hmm. which twenty years later later would be the most basic thing no one would ever believe that i would have no street cred (laughs) i'd look like a a you know basic bitch avengers fan (laughs) so i'm super glad i never did that this one i don't think i'll regret just because it's never going to be famous right so anyway i just thought i'd catch you guys up on that yeah fun little thing so where did you go in columbus what was the name uh, was of the Evolved? Okay. Um, yeah, Evolved. I know there's more to that name, like <clears throat> body art and ta- and piercings mm-hmm. or something like that. But yeah. it was it had really good reviews, and they have a big staff, and there's some, you know. Yeah, I know a lot of people that go to uh, over to Athens and go to like the Electric Anchor over there and get and oh, okay. get work done. There's actually there, so. some talented people in our area yeah, yeah there are but there, there's that, actually um a guy i went to school with he was older than me but he's he's had a shop in parkersburg for gosh 20 some years and he just recently moved uh his shop back to marietta um so it's in the old daryl cult building if you know where i'm talking about yeah, but yeah i sure do yeah so but he's done some good work i've seen too so but yeah, I don't blame you one bit for going to Columbus, um, especially yeah. first time, not knowing what, you know. Right, yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to go risk anything the first right, time, but right. but I but it may be the last time or I'm I also could if I get anything else, the only things I will get will be the same type of things that go along with our campaign and maybe put other things on there around my arm, but it's just we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, but it was I don't regret it. I'm glad I did it. Finally, I feel feel good about it. It was fun. That, that is such a coincidence because I got tusk <laughs> <laughs> I'm been amazing. That would be amazing. Oh yeah, I had it was, I. We have been continuing the story. I never mentioned we uh we're playing. We're back in your guys' hometown, and so which you were magnum 
and we were introduced to your daughter robin nice and all the people in the bleak watch that dwarf uh place that makes lyrium anyway i have all, all their names it, those guys never caught on but all their names were tv detectives nice we had bunk mackie mcnulty <laughs> uh just everything you know they're <laughs> they, they never come on. I find it tough. It's like, did you, get, you did not nothing. You didn't catch that at all. <laughs> I got to. I've been on a kick lately. That Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel that I caught the murder she wrote on. They play Magnum like three hours a night in the middle of the night. So I've been catching up and just watching some random Magnum PIs, and I was really getting hooked and getting into it. And then the minute November started, it's twenty-four hour Christmas movies. Uh, like they they, they yeah. dangled the magnum at me and then yanked yeah. it away right as I was getting interested. Yeah, I'm, every year at this time I get mad because, like I've said before, I, I always watch Frasier when I go eat lunch at work on the Hallmark Channel. But now it's as soon as like the middle of October hit, it's all stupid Hallmark Christmas crap. Uh, uh, should we start this episode over? Yeah. <laughs> I hijacked. <laughs> I hijacked our. TV episode. Nope. Now you can tell how much we love TV, and it's been a while <laughs> since we've talked about it, so let's get into what we missed. What in the good Lord is going on? Nothing. Them just some fellas I play car pranks with. The worst thing about prison was the was the Dementors. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's gonna die. There are no strings on me. So if you want to make more money and uh, keep the money that you make, better call Saul. He looks like a panda and a Disney princess had a baby. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Randall! Okay, stay in your room. First I thought you and the others were gods. Then I realized you're just men. And I know men. You guys... Look at my dirty girl. Roll on snare drum. Curtain. Oh, and what? Let's let them know here. Good that... Yeah, the show I think Seth and I have enjoyed the most recently uh, is the Netflix series from Mike Flanagan, Midnight Mass. This is the guy who did The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor. But it is impossible to talk about without spoiling. Yeah, I think anything we would have to say about it would ruin some fun surprise or something you might enjoy. So we are going to talk about it at the very end of the episode. So if you if you got into this show and want to hear our opinions on it, stick around to the very end. We, I mean, we won't spoil the whole thing, but you know, sure. like I said, any mention of it will we'll spoil something about it. So yeah. I know Jesse really loved that that show too, so I'm sure he'll 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 fast forward right to the end. I'm sure, and just keep fast forwarding, <laughs> yeah, as he listens. Go right past it in the next. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you watch? Uh, well, it's again, it's the Halloween season. Where and I I watched that Midnight Mass and was really on a kick. I mentioned last episode I watched the Haunting the movie. So I finally got to The Haunting of Blind Manor, uh, the second mm. of this series from Mike Flanagan. And it's very old. It's a, it's a year old now, but so I won't take a ton of time. But 
I liked it. I, I remember it didn't get, you know, Hill House was a huge thing. It, it had everyone talking about it. Blind Manor didn't the second time out. And it, it definitely wasn't as good as the first one, but I I really enjoyed it. It had that same, a lot of the same cast. Um, I didn't think Carly Gugino was involved at all, but she had kind of a crucial moment, not a huge role, but a, a kind of a, a slightly crucial one. But uh, instead of the Shirley Jackson book that the first one was based on, this one was based more on Henry James, uh, mostly the turn of the screw from 1898, kind of classic Victorian, another kind of haunted house horror story that he took the basic framework of and all the character names and then updated it. So it was nine episodes and it was pretty slow. There were there was time, you know, it took me a couple days to get back to it. You know, I didn't, I, I it wasn't a binge for me, but it, it he is what Flanagan does best is like the family drama stuff. Like even if the haunting horror stuff is a little bit, you roll your eyes at. Like I was so invested in the characters and I was so interested in in, in the the just the family stuff that that I was into it. And then it. Episode 8 screeched to a complete halt. There's a big climax in Episode 7 where everything's about to blow up. Episode 8 stops completely and flashes back to the 1700s and how the house began and how the first ghost became. And, like, it's like, what are you doing? It felt like such a misstep. But it was, like, as a standalone episode, it was excellent. Just as an hour of TV, it was this great Victorian ghost story but placed right before the most exciting part, the climax of the show. So then the, then it, you go to the final episode, nine, and everything ends in like ten minutes. And most of the final episode is all epilogue. That all happens after everything with the ghosts. So, but I was still so invested. Like, I wanted to know what happened to these people in the years after and wh what they all went on to. So... Again, like th there were structural problems, and the if you're a straight up just horror fan, I can see you rolling your eyes through the whole thing. But I, I he does such good drama that the, the ghost and the scares are just kind of a bonus on there. So if you kind of skip Blind Manor and and because you heard the bad reviews to it, if, I I think if you like Hill House at all, and like I said, I think Midnight Mass might be better than all of them. So if 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 you like this guy's output, I I. I, I would say not to sleep on blind manners. Hmm. Cool. I'm sure you were much more interested in another Netflix show, Lock and Key. Oh, yeah. Lock and Key season two, I got to watch. I rewatched the first season. I had, I don't, you know, had watched it through last year or whenever it came out and then had never rewatched re it or anything decided to rewatch because I liked it, but you know, it's the, the deal where the comics are very precious to me. And so anything they do is not going to be like, it's like anything else. Never going to be like as good as the way you, you get a key tattoo. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Tr trust me, that was on the list at years at, at one point there. Yeah. It was a bunch, a bunch of stuff I would never actually get until I found something. key, like design your own key, yeah, like your I family did. key. I got it right. So anyway, <laughs> the the uh, 
anyway, I rewatched the first season and I liked it better. I always liked that kind of stuff better after I know what I'm getting into. You know, that, that was my biggest problem with season two was my own fault. Having very little memory of what happened in season one. Yeah. Cause I didn't have time to go back and rewatch it. Mm. And I, I watched the, like the, the recap Netflix is very good with having a nice little, like, but it's like three minutes long. And it was like, we're a family moving to New England. It's like, I know all that. Tell me what I, right. tell me what I missed. Right. So I, I, it took me a long time to catch up. I couldn't even remember who the Eden and the, the guy at the beginning. I yeah, had no memory good. of who they were or what their deal was. Like it, so it suffered for me not remembering a lot of stuff, which is not the show's fault. I, I will admit, but yeah, I de- definitely was glad that I rewatched the first season and the, the things that some things that the, they did the first season i didn't like one weren't as bad the second time and two they fixed in the second season one being the villain in the first season the actress that plays dodge uh i didn't think she was that great i thought she looked the part and did fine but she i didn't love love her uh so there was a different villain uh, revealed at the end of the first season, and that is the that is who plays the villain in the second season, and he's way better of an actor. Like he's he's just way better at it, and and so that fixed the problem, just replacing her. Um, I thought it was good. Again, it's just more, it's a remix of Lock and Key. I think after I watched the first season, I thought they did everything. They already, they, I, I remember thinking they did everything in the first season. Yeah. Well, and then after watching the second season, I was like, no, I was wrong. There was other stuff and they did it all. Now it's all done. <laughs> but, but they've already filmed the third season. Like it's done in, in the can because the biggest reason I'm guessing is because the kid that plays Bodie is growing up super yeah, fast. Yeah. And they were like, we're just filming these seasons back to back while he's still a kid, which is smart. So it is not the best thing ever, but it's, you know, I'm not, I, I'm only saying this because there is some similarities. I'm not truly comparing it to Stranger Things, but it's not that far from having possibly been as big a hit. It's just what what is the thing that makes it? And it's sometimes some I cynically say, I think I made the comment, I guess it didn't have enough 80s in it. You know, because I think that's a lot of what people like about Stranger Things is that it's set in the 80s. Dear Mike, today is day 185. I think I have finally adapted. All right. Hold on to your butts, bro, chachos. I even like school now. I have made lots of friends even so i am ready for spring break (laughs) mostly because i get to see you 
we will have the best spring break ever. I don't think anyone wants to admit it, but nostalgia is a powerful drug. You may have heard. I've heard that. But yeah, I I, I like the first season well enough. I, I know it it didn't, you know, it wasn't entirely faithful to the comics, but it was its own thing as a, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't like a teen drama. It wasn't a kid show, but it wasn't straight up horror. It wasn't R rated. Like you, you could watch it with younger kids. So mm-hmm. it did a good job of that. Um, I think season two was probably better. I was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the three kids. I think they're great as like, they're good siblings. Like mm-hmm. so often on a show like that, you're going to get Bodie will run in the room and be like, I saw a scary thing. Shut up, kid. You're, you're annoying. Like, I hate when that. Yeah. There, the they go, what? Tell us what happened. Right. Yeah. They, they, they're there for each other. They, they resolve things it. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing I like is they make smart decisions. No one does the dumb horror movie thing. And they all talk to each other. Like I say, I hate on TV shows where oh, someone approached me with a deal. Like maybe I should not. T-. They were, hey, I talked to this person and they wanted me to do something. They're like, well, you shouldn't do that. Like they, they, Love it. They're, they're realistic in that way. There's no secrets. You know, when they find a key, they don't like, I'll save this for later. It's like, no, look, I found a key. What do you think it does? <laughs> right. I agree. Uh, I, I, yeah, that kind of stuff I love. It's, it's smart in that way. It's not perfect, but I, like I said, I'm really glad it exists. It's a remix. So it keeps me guessing what's going to happen having, and I feel like I know everything about it. So I, I, it has plenty of Easter eggs for me, but I feel like they really, you know, whatever money they had for the show, they spent it well, I think, you know, what you got you got a thought well i was gonna say that that was one of my main complaints of this season was you know, the idea is there's a house full of magical keys and like mm. they only used about four of them yeah they just kept using the same ones over and over again i'm like are they just cheaping out it's mm. like there's some excellent key there's there's some very key, keys that will be very cinematic and then at the end they they did unleash a few new ones and and did some very interesting visual things. So yeah. I think they were saving up the budget <laughs> for the big for the ending. finale. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there are there are still keys, like uh, the the giant key for one has got yeah. to come at yeah. some point. And you know, yeah, there there's there's a lot. There's still more to do. And uh, you know, I. I don't know. I feel I I have no perspective, so I have trouble <laughs> try try. I I really feel like so. You know, the actors are good. The kid actors are good. I feel like they have quality people in there. It's just, um, it's still on the Netflix top ten. It's been out for a few weeks. It's at ten now. It's getting pushed down by the newer things coming out, but it did pretty well. So, you know, I don't think it has a choice. It was getting a third season either way, anyway. So. <laughs> I'm I'm glad it exists. It, it it's it's been a uh, it could have been a big failure and it wasn't. That's what I'll say. What episode does one of the kids uh, sing the song from the Never Ending Story? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the one that'll get you. That'll get all the clicks. Yeah. So True. a show that was a big failure <laughs> over on the Hulu network. Why the Last Man, another beloved comic adaptation. Wow. It could have been something, could have went somewhere and just kind of fell flat. Has already been canceled before the first season is over. Got the axe. So no more Why the Last Man. Ten episodes and out. So I watched half of it. Unless there's a big fan campaign, which I don't see happening, a letter writing campaign of any sort. So I want a Walking Dead style what happened at the end? What was the twist that you were not that you should have seen coming? Where did you jump off? People talking. Okay, there was like a bunch there of women. Just people talking. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I was really annoyed by these people in the dark talking. Again, this show, Cliff, you watched at least some of it, right? Yeah, I watched several episodes. Um, I just. I don't know. It I, it just petered out quickly with me. I never got real into it, and I just went. I, I watched an episode, and quit at some point, and just never went back to it. So it KP petered out. That's yeah. what we call that when that yeah. happens. Exactly. So I I never disliked it, but yeah, it just never quite clicked. I I again, I said, I think I said in the chat, like it it was building to something, and I think it got better. At the end, but I okay. don't know that it got good enough to get over whatever hump it was. It That's was all we ask is good yeah. enough. So uh, this is the show about you know a, a, there's a there's a pandemic that kills all the everyone on the planet with a Y chromosome. Every human, every mammal, except a guy and his monkey. So you know there's a lot you could do there, and it was a lot. You know they they tried to do a lot. They, they dealt with politics and gender roles and and family drama and all kind of stuff, and it just threw a whole lot at you at the beginning, and society crumbled really fast. So so much of the 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 series was taken up by this group of the Amazons, these women who came together under this powerful woman. Did they was, say that? They yeah they use the term Amazon in the because I, I know obviously they did in the comics like they were yeah. cutting their boobs off and stuff in the comics yeah it hadn't like, it hadn't quite got to that but it hadn't escalated there yet well, well the the main lady had had a mastectomy mm, oh yeah so yeah. that was like they had shown yeah but so this 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 lady she was she claims to be a former cop and you know she's trying to rally we never needed men men just made everything worse we you know, we are going to run the world now and again it was an interesting take but they they revealed this woman was not a cop she basically just worked at that costco where they were staying and was like a clerk you know a, mm -hmm. she was a grocery store clerk and used the end of the world to kind of empower herself and become you know right. who she could never be in yeah. life so hey that's cool yeah but the character was just Ugh, she was annoying every time she Ugh. was on screen it was just, i did ugh. not like her that no. whatever episode was the last one i watched there was too much of her so her, her again it, it, but it saved her origin story to way late in the game it made her mm. interesting too late yeah <laughs> so in that group there is the red-headed lady nora mm. with the young daughter who she used to work in, in government in the white mm -hmm. house and they didn't need her anymore she didn't have a big enough position so she couldn't make it on her own. She got kicked out of a couple groups. So I couldn't follow what her story was going to be because I, I could. she wasn't from the comics. 
So I was like, you know, what? She was like a main character, but I'd never quite placed where she was going to fit in the story. So she gets into these Amazons and is not cutting the mustard. Like, you know, she is. She doesn't buy into the hype, and she doesn't want to carry a gun, and they want to make her. She doesn't want to learn how to shoot, you know. But she 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 doesn't want to. She wants her daughter to be safe, but not you know, not to be a zealot. Mm-hmm. So she finally finds her role. Uh, they the the i can't remember the, the leader of the amazons the woman i can't say the woman every everyone on the show is a woman but uh, <laughs> she's like starting to lose she's trying starting to lose her group and nora does what she did in politics and like massages the message and helps her like craft talking points and like you know basically mm. like runs her campaign and helps her you know, well, what we need is food and shelter, and the, you know, and so kind of like is the power behind the throne mm. to this to this very uh, bold leader. So she kind of makes herself, you know, indispensable in this group. And again, that's interesting. That, yeah. That's a cool dynamic. I always like these better when you tell them than <laughs> yeah. watching it. Yeah. So yeah, Way I'm better. interested. But yeah, but then it leads to they have to they try to they become marauders and try to like invade this town and. Uh, I was I was holding out for the Marysville storyline because I thought that was where the comic really kicks into gear. Yorick shows up in Marysville, Ohio, mm. and there's a self-sufficient town of women, and you don't quite know why they're so good at this, at living on their own and, and making do. At the show, change it to Marysville. I don't know mm. whether to not use a real place. I don't know, maybe. But they eat that that story was just not interesting. It became like a Walking Dead, like. They were in the town too long and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It was just them talking about what they should do next. And like, it just, it bogged down completely um, until then the Amazon show up at that town and they want to take over and it doesn't work. All right. So this, this zealot Amazon wants to fight and, you know, no matter how many of us they kill, we're going to take this town and show them who's boss and all this stuff and find this man and get rid of the last man on earth. And so the big twist is Nora, the very meek uh, you know, non-violent woman kills the leader of the Amazons because she's just a loose cannon, and she takes over, and basically it says, you know, you can call me Victoria now, which in the comics, Victoria is the leader of the Amazons mm-hmm. and looks just like this actress mm-hmm. with long red hair, right? It's very thin, yeah. And like they even had her dress; she had like a dress, a long dress, and an army jacket, kind of look like. It looked like it was taken directly from the comic page. Right. And I, I you watched didn't it for see it coming. yeah, I watched it for ten episodes <laughs> with this character who looks exactly like how they drew her in the comics, and I didn't play because you know I guess I would have had to have. It's been a few years since I read it. I don't know if I if I'm sure in fact that if I watched it, I wouldn't have remembered it well enough to be bowled over by it. But that's cool that they did that. Yeah, so it made the Amazons less dumb (laughs) like like her point of view made no sense like we you know so it is now led by more uh, uh, a better leader yeah yeah, a better leader who who has the best interest of the people and like will maybe do something ruthless but you know for the right reasons and the politics stuff was interesting they added that you know the very alt-right you know marjorie taylor green type yeah who who would technically be next in succession but nobody wants her to be president. She's too crazy. Right. So that, that was an interesting take. Uh, but they, they had, uh, 
Beth, York's girlfriend, mm. who in the comic is like an ideal. He's always mm. looking for her. She's in Australia. Yeah. He's never going to find her. I can like, see oh. that panel of her full page panel yeah. of her in shorts yeah. in the desert or whatever. So, yeah, in the comic Australia, you ne- that's too far away. It's like you might as well be on the moon because it's not going to happen. So, but the show has like made Beth a character. She shows up real fast. They find her. She's hanging out with the mom for a while. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it makes her more three dimensional, but it just it kind of threw an extra wrinkle into things. So, whatever. It's canceled. We don't have to think about it. Much <laughs> yeah, we don't more. have to worry about it. Uh, the, I worried about that for too many years, and I finally did it. And it wasn't great. Again, sometimes the comic is just good enough. Gotta just enjoy what you have. And not everything has to be like, okay, I love something. Now I want to see it in every format, even though that is what we always do. But that's, yeah, I'm scared. That's, that's been the last 15 years of fandom is, I love this thing. Why can't it be more? Let's beat Mm -hmm. the shit out of it. (laughs) Wow. Why can't we find a way that I could hate it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to find, could, is there something you could do with this? So I don't, I don't even like the source material anymore. Right. And can we make it so popular that I hate, you know, I want so bad for other people to like it until it gets so popular that I hate so many people like it. That I hate it and regret my tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the goal we all have. Welcome to fandom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kapow. Eventually you'll hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually you'll hate it. Love it till you're sick of it. (laughs) Um, I watched Made on Netflix. M-A-I-D. What you're working on? It's a story about a woman. She lives in a big, beautiful house. Kind of house that's on the cover of magazines. She is a personal trainer and a financial advisor. She's been to the Louvre more than once. She spends entire Saturdays Say bye to mommy. getting hot stone massages and reading her first edition books. Come on, luxury of time. She wakes up every morning to a view of the ocean that could exist just for her. She's time to bake seven pies from scratch if she wants to. What's the conflict? There isn't one. Recommended that to me, so it was excellent. Yeah, it is excellent. It's uh, he said so stressful. He, his his review was you so rarely see actual poor people on TV yeah. or movies. Like mm-hmm. you know, in in the media, poor people are represented as something very fictional or like you know, yeah. sitcoms or you know the, the the Connor family or the you know uh, uh, 
I don't know, some other sitcom, but like yeah. you rarely this is, this see should actual, be right up your alley. You rarely it's, see actual poverty. Depicted. The only thing I, w- I would say is I wouldn't, uh, you know, you like the fun poverty, the fun, funny poverty where like you can, My name laugh, is Earl. And you yeah. can laugh at yourselves for yeah. how, you know, this is not fun. Oh, I love being miserable. That's my favorite. Thing. Oh, well, this is miserable. <laughs> it's miserable, stressful. Uh, it's starring Margaret Qualley. If you know who she is, she's a young actress that was in. Uh, I knew her for once upon a time in Hollywood. She plays one of the Manson family. Um, she gets picked up by. Uh, Brad Pitt's character there, and you know she's hitchhiking, puts feet up on the dash, so you get your foot fetish for uh, the movie. But uh, she's good, and she's a uh, Andy McDowell's daughter, uh, longtime actress, Groundhog mm-hmm. Day, Andy McDowell, and yeah. she is also in it. She plays her mother in the movie. I mean, in the series, she's just a, uh, you know. Yeah, she does that money. It's with a alcoholic boyfriend, and they have a kid, and it's just a terrible situation, and she that she's trying to get out of, and it's just that struggle for a, a whole season. Um, and she becomes a maid. You know, that's why I titled that. She's trying to get out of this mess. Her mom's kind of crazy. Ah, I I regret saying that. Um, her mom has some problems. How's that? Uh, and so she, you know, is dealing with that constantly and kind of like how you think, how do you get yourself in, in, or if you're in a bad situation, why don't you get yourself out of it? Right. It's easy to look. It's easy to look at somebody else and, and say that we all do it. Yeah, sure. And you, you write uh, out your bills and, and then hope that they clear before yeah, you spend. All maybe the money they won't the cash account. them. Maybe they won't cash. You're right. Uh, um, the but she uh, it it does a good play on like on that. That would um, be a that would be a show about fun poor. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, she uh, she does a good job, and it, it does go go like how do you get into the situation? How do you get out of it? How are you back in it? You know how do they you know so easily. Um, but it, I thought I really liked it. Like I burnt through it in a couple days. So that I know I must've liked, it. but it, it was good, it, but it was very, like, it was stressful and not a fun show, except you're just, I think you were just like, because there was these few moments of light or, you know, a few moments of something working out occasionally, like you're just hungering for that and hoping that it happens soon. Maybe next episode, something will go right. <laughs> but it's kind of shining a light on how people, some, and then, then the, how people then like struggle. The last season, she wins the lottery. Oh, they yeah, do a whole season of that. Always, and then they reveal yeah. it's a dream later. Yeah. 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 And then they'll kill her off. And then they uh, do a Nazi joke and you know, yeah. have to kill her off. It, her husband dies, but then comes back later on. 20 well, I'm just going to move on then. Yeah. I've been watching the Coopers. The Connors, I mean, sorry, the Connors. Yeah, uh, I have, I really have been. I've never stopped watching that show uh-huh. ever since they. Got, I still watch the Connors. Uh, it's good enough. Hmm. John Goodman still still playing Dan. Dan yeah. Connor. Yeah. It's not, even it's after not they a, killed him. Yeah, it's not a bad show. 
Um, and we got a trailer for Righteous Gemstones, speaking of. Yes. Man. Yes. I, ne- I hadn't even thought of that show in so long, and now I really want to watch it. Yeah. The book of Matthew tells of nation rising against nation. A time of famines, pestilence, and earthquakes. Sound familiar? Are you saying people need Jesus' love now more than ever? We always need Jesus' love, but especially now. G-O-D-D. Gemstones on digital demand. You can watch it just about anywhere. It is time to stop the filth coming out of Hollywood. If they're going to fill the airwaves 24-7 with that garbage, we going to do the same thing. Hey, man! Gemstones rule the east, the listens rule the west. We should combine forces and see what God can do with our synergy. I'm coming in hot. Yeah, I come big or I don't come at all. Daddy's getting older and Amber and I are part of the logical next leaders. Y'all aren't the only people in this family. Ooh, shake that cake. Well, I'm doing a lot more than just youth ministry these days. The Kelvin Gemstone God Squad, we're a Christian army. Stop wasting your time playing with your muscular boys. They're muscle men, Daddy. The writing is on the wall. That old man is on his way out, and I am stepping into power. Keep dreaming, right? Yeah. Accept my dominance or don't. My reign is nigh. My creamy white ass. Bye, Felicia. Okay. What did he just say to me? Did he say bye, Felicia? What does that mean? Did you just say bye, Felicia? Who's Felicia? So bye, Felicia to you. Who's Felicia? That's going to be good. Yeah, Alicia. G-O-D-D. <laughs> she had said something to me maybe a couple months ago about that show coming back because we just absolutely loved it so much. And had yeah. so much fun watching that show. And then, like, yeah, I need more more gemstones in my life. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to some misbehaving. Yes. It's been indeed. a long time. It's been a long so time. I just got out of that. That song had been stuck in my head for so yeah. long. It just got out of my head. Now I know. Back. Something about a pickle. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was. but <sighs> But I need to. I need to remember. What else have you been watching there, guys? Well, I'll recommend another a couple quick comedies. Um, the Aquafina show, Nora from Queens. It's a Comedy Central show. Uh, season two just wrapped up, and they put it on HBO Max now. So both seasons are on HBO Max. And season two, I like season one. I thought I think she's funny. It's a kind of speaking of fun poor like it's like (laughs) if she lives with her grandma and her dad in queens and uh it was just trying to make do as a young millennial like trying to struggle you know figure out her place in the world and like the first season was good and i think it got stronger in the second one that that their voice her voice got a little stronger of what she wanted to say and how she wanted to do it and took a few more uh chances her dad's bd wong her cousin is bowen yang from saturday night live and like and grandma on steals the show completely she's just a, the most adorable little old lady who will say you never know what's going to come out of her mouth so it's it's a it's as i said this fall there were no new sitcoms on this fall there was nothing new i i felt like watching on, on network so to, to have a at least that's it was only 10 episode season but it was nice to have some fun sitcom to watch 
And also, What We Do in the Shadows wrapped up their third season. And it is still excellent. It has not waned at all. It, it, it might be getting better even as it goes. It's it's added to the cast a little bit. It made Kristen Shaw a regular. Um, there's They've thrown in a few recurring characters and are kind of, you know, there's become more of a, a uh, ensemble to it all. It must be getting better because I've heard a way more buzz this season. I, I didn't. I I liked the movie. I didn't love the first season. This is the second season. Third season. Third season. Maybe it was the. I don't remember. At some point, I fell off of it. I didn't love it, but it's getting way more buzz this season. So this season, it like they took some big swings at the end of this season, and like because a lot of it's just set in the house. Like they've, they've rarely even left the house in the first first season. So like they did some really big things, did some really bold uh, uh, chances, and some big swings. And there is a, a cameo in a couple episodes. It was it might be my favorite cameo I've seen in ages. I won't spoil it, but he's somebody we've mentioned on the podcast before as one of those oddball actors that I love, and uh, he just has a terrific uh, rec- recurring two episode <clears throat> cameo in. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I watched... Hey, Cliff, did you ever watch Love Life Season 1 with Anna Kendrick? Uh, I, ye, not the whole season. We did watch... Yeah. I don't... Oh, boy, it's been a while. I can't remember it's if last I year. It's last yeah, year. I can't remember if we finished it or not. We did watch... You must not have loved it. No, it was good. Um, But... I honestly don't know if we finished the entire first season. It so. was, it was, it was fun. I mean, I, I liked it. I watched it pretty fast. It was, uh, it was just basically over uh, every couple episodes of uh, the t- time frame moves pretty fast. It like starts yeah, in the yeah. middle of the decade and kind of goes, you know, every couple episodes is a year mm-hmm. um, showing just her, the, her dating life. You know, right. the relationships until she finds her person, supposedly. And uh, so the second season started recently oh, okay. with a new character. And it's basically going over the same time frame with a different character and their love life. And this season, it is William Jackson Harper, who was cheaty in The Good Place. Oh, you know yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's good. It's it's Pretty really good. good. Yeah, I'm I I enjoy I'm enjoying it as much as the first season. So, it hmm. they dropped them uh, three episodes last Thursday, three episodes yesterday, and then the final four episodes will be dropped next week. So okay, you can burn through them yeah, if you have any up. interest. But I, I I I'm enjoying it. I think it's good. Good stuff. Well, like every I, episode's yeah. basically somebody else he dated. The only thing I've managed to get caught up on here lately, I think, is I I did finish up um, Star Girl over on the HBO Max or CW. Um, finished up Star Girl season season two, I guess it was like labeled as summer school. Summer school, yeah. Yeah. And that, that was I, perfect. It was thirteen episodes. Yeah, that, the CW really needs more of that they do they do it didn't it didn't overstay its welcome it just told one story yeah it wasn't 
uh, overly complicated and it gave me what I needed out of it. Really, I, I really kind of enjoyed the show. Um, it's got uh, Breck Basinger that plays, you know, Courtney Whitmore, Stargirl. And then they, they've they added on or brought back um, Joel McHale. Uh, he reprises his role as, as Sylvester Pemberton, um, you know, star man in this show. Um, not the Star Spangled Kid, but... Um, and then it's got Luke Wilson in it, who is, you know, I've really enjoyed him in this show. Um, the effects aren't always the best, but then sometimes they're really good. <laughs> so it's a real mixed bag. Um, but the, this summer school season, they were fighting Eclipso, basically. And we get introduced to the Shade, um, which I, I love the Shade character. Uh, I really liked him on on the uh, the Justice League cartoon of the early 2000s he was on several episodes um so i was really happy to see him coming back you know kind of a golden age um villain more or less but but uh you know it's not it's got some weak spots that i think could be better um with some of the characters but we we did uh we did get some some original dr midnight stuff and i mean for when it comes down to it they've They've expanded their characters, um, but they don't make you sick of them. Uh, it's always kind of interesting. Yeah, thirteen episodes. Just like, yeah, they're not around long enough to get sick. Of them. Right, exactly. So, but I really enjoyed it for a summer series. Um, I really did. I'm I'm hoping Riverdale kind of does something similar with their upcoming like mini event they're doing. So we'll see how that shakes out. But yeah, it was, it was good. So, and also had uh, Jade showed up, Green mm-hmm. Lantern's daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, again, the CW loves casting people from the 90s. We had Alicia Witt showed up. Yeah. And, oh, uh, the baby from Dune. The talking baby from Dune. Is that Alicia Witt? David Lynch. <laughs> and then we had Ethan that's Embry. Why, sorry, that's why I just want to interrupt. That's why I leaned over to Nick after we were watching Dune. I said, Wait till you see the talking baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we also had Ethan Embry. Uh, oh, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, don't, don't. Nick, uh, Pop, uh, shit, Papa Giorgio or something. Like that. <laughs> From Empire Records. Yes. Yes. He was Vegas Vacation. Yes. Uh, he was uh, Johnny Thunder, the original silver age version right and thunderbolt shows up voiced by jim gaffigan which yeah that was weird worked it yeah. worked uh, i didn't i i would never have get, uh, assumed or guessed but i think it worked and they kind of even threw me off there because uh i don't want to spoil too much but like when the thunderbolt showed up and you think oh they kind of threw it onto one character and then i was like well, this isn't mm-hmm. very comics accurate you know and then yeah. you know then we see jakeem show up and i was like okay awesome <laughs> again giving that mike kid nothing to do he has right. no, he has no place <laughs> on this show but yeah so that was the, the the full season two of summer school it is now over and they announced season three is coming and it's called frenemies yeah and there's a little cameo from keith david playing a pretty obscure <laughs> dc character so when we get to season three we'll learn more about who that is And I have like a whole page of notes from Legends of Tomorrow. 
that we will never get to. I have not so, watched like any of this last season. So so all of season six, season six was 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. And they had a big finale. Some important stuff happened. We knew Mick was leaving the show. So they, they wrapped all that up. And it was a big finale. Season finale. And then it was like three weeks later, season they seven had, started. They so, had a new season, yeah. Yeah, so this pandemic, I, I don't know what <laughs> television is not working like it normally is. <laughs> so there's a ton that's happened since we last talked about it that's not important and we won't get to. But I did want to mention they got to episode 100. Right, and they brought back um, a bunch of people. Yes, so season seven, episode three was number 100. Uh, Katie Lotz directed it, which she's done hmm. several of them. So the story was... Uh, Gideon has been conjured, thanks to some magical mumbo jumbo, as a, back as a human. But uh, she's losing memories. Her, she's looking for her core memories. If that's the <laughs> is that the uh, Disney yeah. uh, nomenclature. Yeah. Um, so they have to go back into these blocked memories that Gideon has, been, you know, as Gideon being the ship has mm. been there for the whole hundred episodes. So they go back. They kind of set up the, the plot. So it's a way to do a clip show, basically. Yeah. And to show a bunch of previous things that happened. But they also brought back a lot of the actors. So when the show starts, the theme song plays, and they showed every version of the logo throughout mm. the show's run. Mm-hmm. And then we start bringing in, you know, Jack shows up, you know, yeah. Firestorm. And for some reason, is talking in his original British accent. And they're mm. like, that's how just Gideon likes him. Gideon remembers him as British. So they. I, he didn't want to do his American accent or something. I, it made no sense, <laughs> but he was he was speaking in his like kind of Cockney British wow. slang, whatever. So we had Professor Stein showed up, Ray Palmer, Captain Cold, Hawkman, and even Rip Hunter all had mm. at least a, some moment on the show. Come back for the one hundredth, and it was a really great episode. It was like for being a silly sort of clip show montage thing of all the past greatest hits. The idea was that Gideon was less efficient the more human she was. And, you know, trying to process her humanity made her, you know, bad at her job. And so it starts, it shows the montages of like all the loss and death this show has, how many characters have left the show, how much tragedy has happened. And it's like, look, you don't want to deal with all these emotions. Just be a robot again. And it's like, yeah, humans, you know, it's really bad to be a human. And then it goes back, you know, she is saved by the memories of all the good times, all the heroism and all the love that's happened on the show. So it like, it was kind of like the show's, uh, you know, statement of being of like, right. you know, here, we're here for each other. We're, we're a bunch of misfits, but we've got each other's back and we're going to save the day no matter what happens. So like for, for being a good milestone episode, I thought it was really, really well done. And good for them for getting to 100. I never would have yeah, man, yeah. imagined oh, that show. The, the odds were against them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got something for you. Oh, here you go. Don't mess not to. I did anyway misbehaving. Daddy said don't, but I said I'm gonna misbehaving. <laughs> I'm on a windowsill swimming in the creek. Catch 
forward to season two of righteous gemstones but i don't think it can top that how could it i couldn't i was sitting here like it was bugging me like what Broke was that pickle line what pickle was that pickle line lipstick okay we can't top that so we, we've been at this about an hour so we should probably Let's get uh, to the business our spoily moment so that this is that has been our regular episode so if you don't want to know about it watch Turn midnight mass we we recommend it very much i'm halloween, not a horror guy yeah halloween has passed maybe the mood doesn't strike you but it, it's worth a watch yeah it's it's worth it especially if you were ever churchy <laughs> We tend to dislike mysteries. We feel uncomfortable not knowing. The more that we know, the less we bend. The more brittle we become. The easier to break. That wasn't an act of God. Wasn't it? It's okay to just look at the world and say why, why, why. I don't understand. Why, 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 Ah, that was a scary clip you put in there, Cliff, of a Midnight Mass trailer. <laughs> Have I become that predictable? <laughs> yeah, I, I like the uh, when we're doing the Westerns episode. Uh, I <laughs> I said that uh, it's like oh, at the end I was I was like oh, here's where. Cliff will put in some this and some gunshots. I really was expecting there to be some guns firing at that point. But you really, you came through. Um, start us off there, Jordan. What do you, tell us about Midnight Mass. So again, this is Mike Flanagan, who he's made he's made several movies and these Netflix shows. And like I said about Hill House, I, I read an, I read a few articles today and some reviews, just kind of trying to you know uh refresh my memory and there was one that was like negative like this guy's not a horror he, he's like he's a real acclaimed horror director this is barely even horror like people didn't like it because it was so mushy and it wasn't horror, enough spinning lamps yeah horror is supposed to be stupid 
bleak and like the opposite. You know, it said religion is meant to provide comfort. Where, oh. but but horror is supposed to be discomforting, and like you can't have both in a movie. So like, so again, if you are a straight up, you know, died in the wool horror fan, this might not be for you. But for people like us, who it's not my favorite genre, dipping in this family stuff, and he's so good at character work and making you care about these people that when the scary stuff starts, then you're that more. Much See, that's more funny fun. that you say that because I get. The, I get a different take that I keep being confronted with because as not a high a horror person, I technically, even though I read Stephen King more than anything in my life, and I uh, like to read about that stuff, but I've, I still stand by the fact that mostly I just think he's good at writing people. Um, the uh, I'm I I have referred to things like this. Uh, it's more, you know, like an elevated horror or or like Jordan Peele stuff. Things that just a different, like a higher level. And horror and fans hate that too. They hate that. <laughs> the majority hate that more than what yeah. this guy is saying. They they're like, no, it's just horror. And I, I'm like, well, well, I guess what I'm saying is I don't like paranormal activity, dumb horror. Uh, you know, and they like all of it. <laughs> so. So let's start off by alienating fans of the genre. Yeah. Easily done. We knocked that out. Go on. Okay. So this uh, came to Netflix as seven hour long episodes. It had been, he had been working on it and thinking about it for a long time. He didn't, I don't think he had the clout because he said he was raised strict Catholic and went through some of the same struggles that this main character did. And, like this has been an idea he's had for a long time and something he's wanted to deal with. And he actually used uh, in his movie Hush in 2016, where uh, uh, Kate Siegel is, is an author who's terrorized by a, a home invader. She, she's writing her, she, her book is called uh, Midnight Mass. Mm. So she wrote this book in the movie Hush. That's pretty neat. And he had a prop of the book and like it was, you know, it looked like the cover of the church and everything. And wow. there's a there's a Easter egg in Gerald's game in 2017 that's in the room. The book Midnight never, Mass. I'll never in, forget that scene. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> so again, so yeah, he's been working on it a long time. And I watched. I was probably what three episodes in before I was even sure what kind of genre we were in. Mm. Like. You know, it's obviously a horror movie. It's obviously uh, steeped in Catholic traditions and 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 uh, dogma and all that stuff. But I didn't I didn't know whether it was a possession movie. I didn't know whether it was a demon. It was a, a vampire. I didn't know I didn't know what it was. Like I I kind of assumed it was going one way, but like mm-hmm. it it takes its sweet time, <laughs> even letting you know what it's about, which I kind of liked because you know. I like approaching stuff not knowing what I'm getting into. But once it kind of did, uh, I thought it was really well done. Um, so we're going to spoil a little bit. It does. It, they never say the word vampire, but it's, it takes that idea. And when you add vampires and the Catholic Church and, you know, take this blood and remembrance of me, like the idea of uh, Eucharist, is that what it's called? Yeah. The, yeah, so... 
yeah, that idea communion. of like communion. There you go. Thank you. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty unique. I don't know that I've seen that in a in a vampire oh, story. It was terrifying to hear how easily I've complicated thoughts about it. I I like I said, I grew up strictly Catholic. Like mm. I don't I mean there are people in the world that definitely grew up far more strictly Catholic than I, but like we were the we were the weird ones in our church. There was a two or three families in our church that were the ones that got that were still doing the old traditions, you know, because the that's what their dad wanted them to do, you know. It's like because back years and years ago, the women wear wore things, you know, the doilies on their head. That's not what they're called, but you know, it was like women were supposed to have their head covered. So the you know, my sisters had to wear that on, and mom had to wear thing, you know, things on top of their head. And you, uh, whenever the church would change, uh, how things were done, we didn't change. You still you kneeled it the old way, and you it was stupid. Uh, it's like. If the, if the church approves it, just let's, can we move on? Um, it's it's uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so we were, we were living straight. Like we said, the rosary every day at home. You had to kneel down stuff, whether you had friends over or not. It was great. But, um, but and this watching, is the kind of stuff that sticks with you as yeah, a filmmaker so it's, so that you want point, to explore and talk about. My point about. is that it is, it, if you think you know, I know. <laughs> I'm saying like you think you know, but I you may have been one of the other 90% yeah. in there, but I was one of the 10% that was really dug in and had all this stuff like we knew the words to every freaking prayer. And so when you I'm watching the show, which has got to creep anybody out watching it, you know, and it's a sad show, you know, along with the scary stuff, but the but whenever a prayer is said and someone can say one word and you know the rest of the words before they go any further or a hymn is played and you hear a couple of notes and like, well, I know this entire song, except what happens is he has used that against us, which I think is the point of the show. Honestly, uh, the all these words that you've heard. It's like he played Mike Flanagan played the long game on me. <laughs> like, like I lived this whole my whole life so that in 2021 he could release this and say all those words that you heard and sang, now do it in the context of vampires. And that and <laughs> and now eat my flesh and drink my blood and you'll live forever. What's that mean now? And uh Oh, they saw an angel and they were sore afraid. I bet they were afraid <laughs> when they saw this angel and, and, and that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, wow, my mind is blown that he so easily used this against me. Uh, but really the next level of that is because the one, what's the biggest complaint you hear about this show? The long it's takes and it's monologues. Super yes. talky. Yes. Except he's got us. He did it on purpose. Yeah. It 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 that's 
the point? What, what like the whole, I mean, obviously the, there's a whole meta-ness to it and uh, what this is really saying. And it's all how we, I mean, it could, who knows what his intention was, but, and what we see it as, as a, uh, you know, Trumpy thing, but um, the, the, the words, you know, it's a, a, this priest and Bev and everybody repeating these biblical words and using them against us just like, like they do. Like these words are so powerful, more powerful than any weapon. Like people pick up the Bible and use that as a weapon in this world every day because the Bible is infallible, you know, supposedly. And we you don't question this. If I'm holding this Bible and, and quoting it, that's the truth. And and that's what they he does that in this show to use those show how these words are used to convince people. If I just say it like this, you know, and I'm quoting scripture, you can't argue with what I'm saying. And how powerful that is to convince the entire town. I don't know. Like maybe even if there was a terribly deadly contagion that you you could convince people that it was all meant to be you know and this is god's will and all of this you know it's this it was, show the show was delayed by the pandemic it was supposed to start shooting earlier but it got pushed back quite a bit so i'm sure it was all written so i doubt he made any changes but yes you can you can a hundred percent lay the last year over top of this and the, the parallels of how easily we can accept mass death and those who are okay with, you know, the book of revelation coming true and are like wanting that. Jeez, Bev <laughs> and, was quick to hide a body. Yeah. And are like, <laughs> Bev was like on that. She was yeah. not phased by anything. Yeah. So I, I don't think the show was written in response to the pandemic, but yeah, it's real easy to make parallels. Yeah. And of course the, the, the other very dark parallel is if, if he would put that in hush i'm checking his closet for a pangolin <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the yeah again you can you can lay your own baggage yeah. on do a lot of this stuff but yeah the some of the obvious things are that you know there's a priest with an unholy appetite and uh, the church is going to yeah. cover up for him and make excuses and cover, yeah. you know, there, there's a very dangerous wow. man, yeah. totally. but we're going to make it all disappear. That whole idea, like that's right on the surface. Yeah. And I was so struck by that. by that, the, the rec center being the only nice building in town. It's in the middle of this crumbling village. And here's this beautiful, empty building that yeah. serves no one. And it's that idea, you know, our resources going to the best places. Nope, they're they they're not always doing that. So there's just so many angles to this. I think you can take, and that's what I said. I would really love to watch it a second time because I know he layered in some other things that you know, her telling the story about clipping the wings of the bird and and uh, 
his dream about watching the sunrise like it's that stuff totally uh yeah i went back and rewatched a lot of the monologues yeah. specifically because and it totally pays off like yeah. all it's it's to, just to knowing what happens it's like oh wow this where when you're watching it the first time you're like what are they getting at you know yeah it's good it's very Con- good. constant references dust to dust oh uh how saul became on the road to Damascus became yeah. Paul, and like yeah, there's just so many things like that that I, I the, the few I did catch, I'm like, how many did I not catch? Right. I, you know, just how their belief can justify anything. I um, couple things. One, the songs, and the one song in particular, and when I went back and watched, it, it's the song that they sprinkle in over the some of the monologues i i know both of them sharing uh what they uh um well how they imagine death would be what happens when you die both times they play it one of the one of the episodes i remember i think it was like two or three i don't know at the end they play like i did not i never let it skip to the next episode like netflix wants you to do i would put it up to watch credits because there was always some song or something playing or somebody screaming. Um, but uh, the song you've heard, I recognize right away, you know, about where, um, were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there? You know, yada, yada. But the line that it's just so good. You never think about it until now you're watching this scary version of everything in the line. Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble. And I'm just like, I'm like freaking out listening to that. And it just, they, they don't even play, say, sing it later. It's just, that is playing over everything. And I'm just like, all I hear is tremble, tremble. I was like, oh, it was very effective. I mean, the Bible is full of horrific stuff. Like you can have a whole wow. series of these moves, like, there's an awful lot of uh, not uh, feel good stuff in the Bible. So this was a, a very interesting corner of that. I, this movie, the show got me cause I was invested and I was enjoying it, but it really got me. Um, the main character. I like that. You keep referring to him as the main character. Well, this is what I'm, this is what I'm getting at he walks into the room and sees the thing yeah. at the end of that episode. And yeah, my brain that four. has seen my brain that has seen a million movies and TV shows. I'm like, okay, this is the hero. How is he going to get out of this? Like, is it right. going to be, Oh, it's not what it looks like. And they're going right. to, Oh, come here. I'm going to take you out of my confidence. It's like, there was, no, I didn't one see you second, playing with your vampire, sir. Yeah. There was, <laughs> there was one second of recognition and that thing just friggin' leapt at him. Yeah. And I my I just jolted. Like, oh wow. Okay. Now this is a whole like this show's not messing around. And then it became somebody else's show. Like it was not his show anymore. Mm-hmm. And these these strong women came in and took charge and like had to do the whole thing. So yeah, I it, it became kind of okay, I think I know where this is going into i don't know what's going to happen and then right. by that final episode just it all went oh, down. <laughs> it was crazy and it, it was so good and the uh yeah that final few episodes 
Yeah, I mean, really, it starts off a little slow because you don't know what you're getting into. But by the time you get to that fourth episode and that happens and then the fifth episode ending, just screaming over credits, that is just so effective. And then six and seven building up to that seven finale. So good. That moment where two things. One, where, again, we're deep in spoilers. You've seen it already, people. So. I forget what you said that actress's name is. Kate Siegel. Yeah. When she is, when the vampire has her and he, she is, takes out that, and she's cutting, yeah, when she's cutting his wings to shreds and he's finally, just like when he was getting shot, it's nothing to him. It's like, quit pestering me with this. You know, yeah. But he's like, finally, like, realizes something's wrong and and she just takes his head and pulls it back down to keep sucking her blood and i'm just like oh my gosh that's so incredible but honestly the most effective thing for me of the whole thing i think was henry thomas in that last episode him and his wife uh, i'll still say call the main character matt saradson from friday night Lights. um when uh every every they're vampires like everybody else you know, they're infected like everybody else. And all these people are running around attacking the uninfected. And Henry Thomas and his wife are not. And it was such a Trump allegory to me of like, yeah, because of how many of these right wingers are just like immediately on the Trump train and going nuts and doing all this stuff. And, and he's just like, He's like, I, I thought they couldn't help themselves. And, you know, he, he is one of them now and he realizes it doesn't have to be that way. And he's like, I thought can control that. Yeah. I thought, I thought they couldn't help themselves. And he says, I feel it too. I'm starving too. Yeah. But whatever this is, don't change who you are. And that, that was I could eat some of that crow myself, you know, <laughs> I could have a helping of that. But uh, so that was very uh, effective. And they just like watched everybody else, but they didn't get involved. And it was good. And that's where some of the criticism came in. That was viewed as that's the good part of religion. Like that's the, you know, mm. the people who have actual faith and it shows that, you know, faith wins out and you know jesus wins the day not the not this false religion that that these people were preaching but the honest love thy neighbor sort of religion mm. so i don't know that that point was 100 got across yeah got across or was even the point <laughs> but that's right. what th- this criticism i read uh was was dealing with and i thought that the survivors were kind of bland like the people who actually survived had very little impact in the whole story so i i I, I wasn't like really rooting for certain people that, that made it. And the twist kind of came pretty fast of, uh, you know, Sarah's father and what, you know, somebody changed their mind at the end. Like mm. it, that happened a little bit too fast for me of like, yeah, oh, wait didn't... a minute, he's did this, all this stuff. And all of a sudden he's a good dad and all this stuff. But <laughs> I, then I read some of those, like, you know, 10 Easter eggs you missed. And like, there are some things that set up, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
that's not completely out of left field that, that I had yeah. missed. A rewatch would probably reveal that yeah. to you. So, I, I, again, it's not a, it's not perfect. It's not a hundred percent, but I, by the end, things are moving so fast. It's, it's hard not to get sucked up into the, the, the excitement of it all. So. Yeah, it was really good. That guy's good. He's a uh, particularly good at doing uh, Stephen King type things. Like this is very Salem's lot, and yeah. I'm sure he was influenced by that. I, I I would like him to do any Stephen King thing. I, I push to the front. Uh, how about the Long Walk? Let's see, uh, Mike Flanagan, the Long Walk. Yeah, I I'm a hundred percent. I'm gonna push for Hamish Linkletter to get an Emmy this year for that role as the priest. Like yep. that fiery stuff behind the pulpit mixed with the, you know, sitting in his room in the dark, like not knowing what's going on. Like he, he, he played the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of, of what, uh, what's going on and the, the mumbling, the prayers, you know, mm. he, that felt so lived in that, you know, somebody who knew those prayers by heart. And there was, was some, really there was searching. stuff like it seemed odd to me. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know that a priest prays certain prayers. Like, you know, maybe I, I could be wrong. I'm not a priest, um, but the angel of God, my guardian dear to, you know, prayer is a kid's prayer. It's like, is he saying that prayer? He says it like over and over and over to himself. I'm like, maybe he does. Maybe that's his favorite prayer has been his whole life, but that's like a prayer you teach your kids. I, I was, I had to say that before I went to bed at night, you know, praying to your guardian angel. And I, I was like, as a priest saying that over and over, but that's just a stick. Well, I've, I've been saying those prayers every night before I go to bed. Cause this movie freaked me out. <laughs> I flipped the lights out. I'm like, is there any weird glowing on yellow eyes out there? Looking at me? Oh yeah. Deer in your front yard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we covered it there, but definitely recommend that even if you're spoiled now for it watch midnight mass don't sleep on mike flanagan i want to watch uh, dr sleep he did that movie yeah and uh, the sequel to the shining and it everybody says it's good and there's a director's cut now apparently that's even better so i would like to catch up with that he's doing a good job i saw his next thing is supposed to be He's working on something, the Midnight Club. So I think he's going to do an episode of Riverdale. Yeah, I was going to say that's Riverdale. His next what's the Net- Midnight Club? His next Netflix horror series releasing in 2022, the Midnight Club. Why does that sound familiar? I mean, it's not the Losers adapted, Club or the Hellfire Club. What is it? Adapted from Christopher Pike's novel. That sounds so familiar. I don't know. Really feel like I heard that recently. Story follows a close knit group of seven terminally ill teens living in a hospice center that meets every midnight to tell each other scary stories. Uh, I don't recognize that, but okay, I'm in. I hope one of them talks about griffins and gargoyles. Oh yeah, they play it. Yeah. One of them has a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so we all have our freshies. <laughs> Cool. All right, so we covered all the TV we had to cover. We spoiled all the spoilers we had to spoil. So I think that wraps this one up, right? Yep. Good mm-hmm. enough. Thank you to all the patrons out there who went to patreon.com slash 
You down with KPP? Yep, that's it. Question. Don't put the question mark that I said. Okay. Because <laughs> oh. I said it like a question mark, but there's no question mark in the address. <laughs> Patreon.com slash you down with KPP. That's it. Exclamation point. I was going to say, it sounds like it needs an exclamation point. <laughs> We're trying to add some fun stuff on there. So well, anyway, uh, We all know that it has a colon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't confuse so them. They won't find it. <laughs> All righty. We will catch you next time. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Seth. Bye forever. priest in that show saying this song how freaked out would you be that vampire's got a pickle in his mouth (laughs) 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 oh shit that was good kapow the pop cultured podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only sounds music and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.